This is Plant-Based Briefing. From High Cholesterol to Healthy Lifestyle Advocate, a Provider's Perspective, by Sarah Landman at Balanced.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the 10-minute curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles and blogs on plant-based and vegan living with permission every weekday. Today's post is from Balanced.org. They're a network of public health professionals, nutrition science experts, and everyday people from around the world fighting for a healthier food system, one menu at a time. They have community-led campaigns and institutional support programs to influence nutrition policy in schools, hospitals, and offices in cities around the world. They're impacting the healthfulness of millions of meals annually. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. From High Cholesterol to Healthy Lifestyle Advocate, a Provider's Perspective, by Sarah Landman at Balanced.org. We recently had the opportunity to interview Kansas City's only board-certified lifestyle medicine practitioner, Trey Bennett, to learn more about his health journey and his perspective on the current food and healthcare systems as a nurse practitioner who once suffered from the effects of diet-related disease himself. Read his inspiring story below. Tell us a little bit about your health journey. I feel like I'm nearing the summit of my health journey, but it's been quite a hike. I grew up in the same zip code where my office is located now. Back then, there were cornfields and cattle pastures within a mile of my house. I was raised on meat, potatoes, and more meat, barbecue, of course. My family ate what is now recognized as the standard American diet, sad. I also joked that I was on the seafood diet. I would see a commercial or even think about food, and that was what I ate. My whole family suffered many health complications as a result of this diet, and I myself struggled with chronic sinus infections and severe acne. As a family, we saw a dietitian who recommended what I call the modified American diet, which consisted of lean meats, low-fat dairy, and reduced fat foods like snack wells. I remember a few of their recommendations specifically. A McDonald's Egg McMuffin with no cheese was a quote-unquote healthy breakfast option, and Three Musketeers was the recommended candy bar because it was lower in calories. The overarching theme was to eat everything in moderation, including the truly healthy foods. Food was my coping mechanism, and I would eat large volumes of baked chips, Snackwell's cookies, low-fat microwave popcorn, cheese, meat, and just about anything I could get my hands on. My dad had high cholesterol, so he started taking a statin in his 40s. He suffered side effects and had several medication and dosage changes. Eventually, he was diagnosed with Syndrome X and prediabetes, and he was recommended the Atkins diet. As a family, we began eating, quote, everything in moderation, with an Atkins influence. Fast forward to 2012, I was working as a bedside RN at Kansas City's best hospital on a busy medical progressive care unit. I started to make the connection between the standard American diet and the standard American diseases that I saw every day, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and cancer. I realized I was seeing the true cost of chronic disease in America. The degradation of quality of life and years lost were incalculable. I knew I wanted to help people earlier in the course of disease before they landed in the hospital. I attended a biometric screening incentivized by my health insurance. My total cholesterol was 162, my total cholesterol to HDL ratio was 5.6, and my fasting glucose was 101. The nurse circled all three as high, which got my attention, and I'm so thankful she did. I was under the age of 30, cross-training three times per week, but my objective numbers showed I wasn't as healthy as I thought. 
This sent me on a journey to find a truly sustainable, healthy lifestyle for myself and the patients I saw every day. I discovered Forks Over Knives on Netflix, and I was surprised to learn that brown rice, beans, potatoes, and other plant-based foods had the optimal levels of protein. I threw out a huge jug of whey protein I had used on workout days, and I stopped buying animal-based foods. I didn't go plant-based overnight, but I used the meat, dairy, and eggs I had in the kitchen to flavor plant-based dishes. As an example, I cooked up a whole package of turkey bacon and diced it up and threw it in the freezer to sprinkle on salads and plant-based dishes. I transitioned over about a month to whole food plant-based nutrition. I felt healthier than ever, and I was able to eat massive portions of nutrient-dense, calorie-light foods and still remain lean. The next year, all my biometric screening measurements were normal. I knew I had found my long-term healthy lifestyle. Like most of us in the U.S., you grew up on the standard American diet. What made it challenging to get to better health? Growing up in Kansas City, the standard American diet foods and barbecue were by far the most accessible foods. That remains true today. I know for a fact that my exposure to ultra-processed food was at its peak during my public school years. At home, everything was quote-unquote healthy diet food. Snack wells, caffeine-free Diet Coke, Diet Sprite, lean meats, and low-fat dairy. At school, I had more unhealthy options than healthy ones, so I gravitated toward the Nutter Butters, Ho-Hos, chocolate chip cookies, cheese fries, chips, and regular soda instead of the diet foods I was used to at home. Back then, I didn't know the standard American diet foods from healthy foods. It didn't seem to matter as long as everything was in moderation. I thought if the balance of moderation and excess was disturbed, my doctor would tell me. Thinking back, my body was telling me I needed change, but I wasn't listening. What made you decide to work as a healthcare professional, and how has your work changed your perspective on chronic illness, nutrition, and the food and healthcare systems? I credit my father for guiding me in the direction of healthcare. He knew I loved and excelled in science, and growing up in scouting, I developed a love for helping others. I recently realized that chronic diseases are traps. Once you or a loved one falls in, it's difficult to find the way out. This is because the industry is focused on making you more comfortable with chronic disease through pills and procedures that treat symptoms. Currently, the causes of these chronic diseases, years or decades of suboptimal lifestyle choices, are not effectively addressed by the quick fixes offered by reactive sick care. I'm excited to be an expert on the forefront of a seismic shift from our current sick care system to one based on prevention, healing, and longevity, lifestyle medicine. As a nurse practitioner, what do you think are the biggest challenges for your patients who are experiencing diet-related disease and who want to improve their health? Changing dietary and lifestyle habits isn't easy for most, even if we have the right knowledge and resources in front of us. Our behaviors are nothing more than a collection of learned habits that result from decades of the food industry's influence on the choices available to us, and we've often practiced our habits for so long that they become subconscious. Our brain loves the efficiency of these subconscious habits. This is why we often get the same brands or types of products we have for years, and is why we often know what we get at certain restaurants without even looking at the menu. I love this quote. People don't decide their futures, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. This helps patients see the significance of their habits long-term and how making small changes can lead to big results over time. I encourage people to be thankful for the signs or symptoms that got them to this turning point. For many, sudden cardiac death, stroke, or stage 4 cancer is their first symptom. We must always remember that America's number one causes of death are silent killers. 
Whatever the symptoms may be, they have opened your mind and given you the opportunity to change your lifestyle and reverse them. Do you think institutions such as schools, hospitals, and workplaces can help prevent chronic disease by serving healthier foods and fewer disease-promoting options? I know they can do a better job of this, especially now that the nutrition science is clearly defining the differences between health-promoting foods and disease-promoting foods. Institutions need not wait for food regulation to change from above. They have the responsibility to the citizens they serve to start protecting their health now. Institutions should focus on providing minimally processed, nutrient-dense plant foods to their clients. These are the foods we absolutely know promote health and longevity. If they feel they must continue to offer less healthy options, it is important to ensure the majority of the food is health-promoting by keeping healthy food options free from disease-promoting animal products. People can always add these to their dish later if they must. It is in the interest of these institutions to have healthier, happier, and more productive students, employees, and patients. Consumers are more informed than ever. It's time for institutions to catch up before the competition does first. You just listened to From High Cholesterol to Healthy Lifestyle Advocate, A Provider's Perspective, by Sarah Landman at Balanced.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is Plant-Based Briefing. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit or be motivated or inspired by it. And thanks for listening.